This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. In this town, there is no off-season. The news never stops, and neither do we. It's always game day in Cleveland with Andy Baskin and Daryl Ryder. It's always game day in Cleveland. He's Daryl Ryder. I'm Andy Baskin. All right, let's pick up the conversation where we left off about the Hall of Fame game itself. And, Daryl, I think you're right. I think the Hall of Fame game should be in the first weekend of the season, the kickoff to the season i also think now is the right time to implement implement that either now or before they get to 18 games why because everyone has to give up a home game once we get to this point and if you're going to do that and have neutral site games why not just embed that in right away so there's no questions you play your games in europe you play one game in canton to start the weekend whether it's the thursday night lid lifter or it's sunday night football or it's monday night football especially when they're going to play two games on Monday night football, you know? And so I think the opportunity is there at Daryl, as you saw in Canton, there is plenty of places to put temporary stands up that if they want to expand that stadium, that is only 26,000 to maybe 50,000. I don't think they'd have any problem. And anyone that ever went to the shoe before South stands was invented uh, before the permanent South stands were put in, they'll remember that those were all temporary seats too. It's not that hard. Go to a PGA event. You'll see exactly what I'm talking about. Yeah, at both end zones, there's plenty of room to put additional seating in, especially the end zone closest to Interstate 77, where there is no seating there. It's just a you know flat area. They threw for the Hall of Fame ceremonies and that. They just threw a bunch of tables in there uh, be- between the field uh, and the scoreboard, which is actually set back. I will say this, though. That stadium, Tom Benson Hall of Fame Stadium, it's a beautiful-looking stadium but it is a terribly designed stadium. Like you can't go from the press box to the service level without changing elevators. You had like, it, it, it's, it's a terribly designed stadium. Awful. But that being said, which is amazing because the money that it got, you know, to build that thing, you'd think that you, you could put in a, a couple of elevator shafts that go from the service level to the press box without having to, you know, do the, the, the switching elevator thing, get into the locker rooms was, it was not uh, a lot of fun. Um, but that, that being said, yeah, I, I, I just, I think that that game needs to mean something because, and again, this is not a criticism of Kevin Stefanski or, or even Sala or any other coach, right? It's the smart thing. You don't play your important players in that game. You don't want to risk it, but you know, I, I just feel like, uh, it's, it's, it's like a token event. You know what I'm saying? Sure. And, 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 and I think that it would be much better if it wasn't a token event. That I still think you hold the ceremonies when you hold the ceremony. hundred percent. Yeah. Yeah. You, you, you hold the hall of, you keep hall of fame weekend where it is, but then the hall of fame game is, you know, 
is played on the, the, the Thursday night uh, to kick off the season, plain and simple. Um, it's not, it's not hard to figure this out. And, and the NFL is building in, you alluded to this, Andy, the NFL's built building in neutral site games into the schedule as it is. So yeah, you can afford to have one game where there's maybe 40,000 people at it or whatever. And the fans would be more engaged. And also, you know what it does? It gives Canton, Ohio two, two tourist weekends instead of just enshrinement weekend, right? Now you give it a second weekend for the fans of whoever's playing in the Hall of Fame game to really come in and, you know, be in that stadium. So, um, yeah, I think that that's something that I really, really wish the end. It's not going to happen. I, I would be stunned if it ever happened, but I do wish that's something the league would consider. So there are two other things I would say that if they did do it, they would uh, be wise to go Monday night and then just make sure that the Steelers and Browns aren't in Monday night football week one of the season. Right. Because then you still know you've got an NFL fan base between the two cities that may send neutral fans to the game. There's a possibility on that. Yeah. Too. I mean, you, you want it to be like Eagles <laughs> versus Jaguars or something like, you know what I'm saying? Like you, you, you want, or Indy, Cleveland, want, Pittsburgh, Cincinnati, you know, somewhere where you, you know don't want but, regional fans in that game. You you right. want them, you know, you you want them coming in uh, you know, from across the country. But it would all it also could give the Bronze or Steelers a chance to almost have an extra home game, too, if you wanted to do it that way, too. I, I mean, just I'm just I'm kicking those ideas around just as we're as we're talking about it. Um, Browns and Steelers play three times. <laughs> you know, not against each other, just <laughs> knucklehead. <laughs> um, I had one more thought on on Hall of Fame, and now I can't. Um, let's talk about the Joe Thomas uh, induction. What'd you think? I, I loved it. I thought the speech was great. Um, Friday night gave me chills. All the Hall of Famers, although it it was somewhat sad, because the only two Cleveland Browns Hall of Famers that were there were Joe Delamalur and Paul Warfield. But watching Joe walk the gauntlet of hall of famers. That's the first time I have ever witnessed that. And it, 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 the hair stood up on the back of my neck. Uh, and then when he got up, got to the stage and Jerome Bettis put the jacket on him and his four children rushed the stage to hug him. I got real lucky blessed. It was not skill. I admit it, but I got the most beautiful picture ever of Joe Thomas hugging and, uh, kissing his embracing his kids uh, when they came up uh, onto the stage. Um, but yeah, it, I know he was looking for that high five picture on the internet. Yeah, it was, it was on social it, media. It was in, it really was a, a special weekend. And uh, I don't know. Should I tell the story how I ended up two rows from the stage for his? Yeah. But let me ask you one question first. Cause I was asked this a couple times by Browns fans. Why Jerome Bettis? And why not? And why not Joe Delamalure? Uh, yeah. I, I don't know. I didn't get an opportunity to ask that question. Okay, was, we need to ask that question somewhere down the road. Yeah, okay, now tell me your tell me how you bum rush the stage. <laughs> All right, so uh, I'm trying to figure out how can I get some cool pictures and video of of the you know his induction and where they had us set up. Like my iPhone, just it wasn't going to work. Right, so <laughs> I noticed that a lot of those seats down by the stage had cleared out. So I basically waited for the two security guys guarding that section to turn their back. And I snuck right in. <laughs> I snuck right in and I got, I got to sit in the second row 
right in front of where Joe was talking, uh, where the podium was. By the way, uh, shout out Chris Berman for being a D, uh, having to talk about how the Browns lost when uh, Joe Thomas uh, was there. You didn't have to do that. Um, this isn't Sports Center. These are things we already know, bro. Uh, Wait, hey, I, I missed all that. Tell me about that. I, I don't. Yeah, he just. Yeah, I mean, his intro to Joe Thomas was, you know, basically, oh, oh, oh. The, the the premise was the Browns sucked, but Joe was so good, he's in the Hall of Fame as a first, you know, ballot Hall of Famer type thing. Who wrote uh, that? I wonder. Hey, yeah, it, I I don't know. So, um, yeah, it, it, so it was great. So I, I I sneak in, and then he gives his speech. I film the whole speech on my phone, whatever. And then, like, I started seeing the clips online. I'm like, I'm not going to post my video because the video online is, like, a billion times better than whatever I'm going to chop up. But I saved it for posterity. And then I also got got some, you know, some some pretty cool pictures and whatnot. Um, but so then he's done. And first guy I bump into is Phil Savage, who gives me a big bear hug because he hadn't seen me in forever. Oh, that's and, cool. And the last time I had talked to him was right after Joe's retirement when I, uh, you know, spoke to him about Joe. And I ended up writing like 2000 words uh, on him. Uh, so I got to visit with him, which was really, really nice. Bumped into John Greco, uh, uh, Jason Wright, who's the president of the Washington commanders. He was a, a Brown's third down running back here uh, for a couple of years. I got to visit with him a little bit and it was funny. So I'm walking by and we both like, we, we lock eyes, right? And we both have this. I know you, but I don't, know you type of look on our faces right i'm like and i see the washington commander's pin and i go that's the commander's president and i'm like i'm just like my brain is seizing up at the, at the moment right and you're looking at depth charts right yeah. and he goes hey bro how do i know you and i said jason you uh were with the browns the first year that i covered the team full-time he goes that's right you're daryl aren't you i go oh that's great i was like yeah that's me and so it was really really cool uh, so I got him and I said, Hey, can I get you real quick? I know you're, you know, commander's president and everything. Can I get a comment from you on Joe? He goes, yeah, absolutely. So I get him. Then I start, and I, I'm just like, my head is on a swivel, right? I'm trying to get, right. I'm trying to find every former Brown I can find. Right. I see Alex Mack. Then the security dude comes up and is like, y'all got to go. We, we got the concert. We got to get everybody out of here, whatever. I'm like, I just need five more minutes, right. To, to chase down a couple other guys. I bumped into Andrew Hawkins. So I talked to him right. uh, as well. Um, there were just so many former Browns that came in, uh, to, you know, for Joe, uh, over the weekend. Um, so it, it was great at least seeing their faces and it just sucked that the security guy kicked me out before I could talk to more of them. It's all right. So you snuck into the first row. This is the last question for this segment. Uh, you snuck into the first, second row to get pictures. Did you sneak into the after parties? Um, no, because here's, so here's my take on that. Um, is I wasn't invited. So I didn't want to disrespect Joe by trying to mooch my way in or whatever. Right. It's because it, right. one of my tenants in life and it applies to my personal life too. It's like, if you don't want me in your life, you don't want me in your life. If I'm not invited, I'm not invited. I'm not going to beg to be invited to something or, you know, whatever. Um, and, and it is my understanding that there were people that did beg to get into Joe Thomas's party. So, um, I, I was not going to be one of those because I just felt that was disrespectful to Joe and his family. He had the folks that meant the most to him at that party 
and God bless him. I don't take it personally. It's all good. I love Joe. It, you know, but yeah, I, that's just one of my things. Like I don't go where I am not invited or not wanted. You know what I'm so saying? So you didn't sneak in any of the parties. I hear you. Uh, I, I, hear I didn't. You. That's okay. Good for you, Daryl, though. I appreciate I, it. I, that's why I respect you because of your ethics. Yeah. Sure. I mean, I, I just, you know, jumped in my car at about six o'clock and drove home from Canton for about the 12th time. And if I never have oh. to drive through Akron, Ohio ever again, it won't be a moment too soon. It'll be here before you know it. It's always game day in Cleveland. Oh, we have so much more to talk about, especially the injury bug that hit the Browns uh, this week. So we'll get into that next. It's always game day in Cleveland.